Blog Talk Radio. Well, they did run with. 
you know, it, I'll talk a little bit about it, but put some detail. Um, but we're going to get both sides of the story here. And it's really too bad that Coppinger couldn't have contacted Espinosa and gotten quotes from him as well. Because um, that would have been a, a more interesting article. At least you get both sides of it. But we're going to bring you both sides. Thanks to Chicken Talk. He popped on Chicken Talk and, and they talked a little bit about it. Espinosa is not a guy that's going to talk a bunch of shit um, and, and, and go to the public with it. And anytime you're going to the public, that that's what kind of makes me a little nervous now because the fighters are cool. Ryan Garcia is cool. He has been cool. He signed his stuff. He's done. Now it's the promoter hold. It's just giving me Charlo Munguia uh, vibes. It's not the same thing as far as, you know, uh, the issues, but it's just kind of weird. And when you hear Espinosa talking, you're like, huh. It's just, it's just strange. It's really one-sided reporting. And, and, you know, like I said, we'll go over the article. Coppinger did say he reached out to a representative. Now, who did he reach out to? Maybe Espinosa now, since he has reported some shit in the past that is just, you know, pretty one-sided. Maybe Espinosa won't, you know, text him or, or pick up his line. I don't know. Maybe he tried to. I don't know. He didn't, he didn't say it in detail who was the, the representative, but I don't know. It, it's, it's just shaky because the, when you hear some details about the negotiations, um, for him to go to the public when they haven't even, I don't know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it a little bit, but we're not going to try to spend too much time on that stuff. But like I said, we do have some, uh, you know, some, uh, some fights that got announced and whatnot and some fight news in general. It does sound like Espinosa was talking about they're going to um, release their schedule after the Super Bowl. But, you know, that kind of makes sense. Now, are they waiting on, you know, you'd assume that they'd want Tank and Garcia in this announcement. So is that going to delay it? I don't know. I really don't know. But um, like I said, it just it's giving me some strange vibe. And, and I don't know, man. It, it just goes – well, we'll talk about it. Let's stay in the ring, though. We are going to start in the ring. If this is your first time listening to the Rope Dope Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Dope Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope Dope and download the show there if you want to. That's cool. Or listen to the browser live. You can you know, find it on pod, in podcast form uh, under the Rope Dope Radio brand at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Player FM, Google Podcasts, Sticker, Sticker, Spitcher, Splicker, Dicker. I, I'm saying anything now. Um, a whole lot of different places. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to Phil Boxing, The Grueling Truth, and Eastside Boxing. And one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord, or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for it. It's called Direct TV Stream. You get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Um, Stream the best entertainment and sports, starting with 75 live TV channels. For a limited time only, you can uh, save $120 over your first year when you get any package and buy the direct TV streaming device. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Sign up today. Plus, you get to uh, 
you can learn how to get the premium channels, including uh, included for the first three months. Uh, you know, depending on which package you have. Um, also, there's a new thing, Bet MGM or no, sorry, MGM Plus. Uh, you can get it for night bet MGM. Here I am in my betting world. <laughs> get MGM Plus for only 99 cents for the first three months by calling 1-800-531-5000 or visit directtv.com. MGM Plus, that's directtv straight. Okay, so we're going to start on the ESPN um, side of things. That's where we'll start this thing. And, uh, you know, we did have, you know, a pretty damn good fight in the main event. That's for sure. I got to say, Navarrete, uh, Navarrete, um, is it Navarrete? Navarrete? I think it is. Navarrete. Anyway, Navarrete. Um, he looked a little flabby at 130. And before we get into the fight, if you've seen the weigh-in video, um, between weigh-ins, as far as two fighters weighing in, then two fighters weighing in, you know, that type of thing. Between weigh-ins, you'd see a guy that I assume is from the commission. And he would kind of, I'm not going to say adjust the scale, but maybe he would Maybe they were having a little problems with the scale or something, and he was just, I don't know. He was doing, he was adjusting it or making sure something was up. I don't know. Just making sure something, I don't know. But he kept doing it. So it was like he was checking on it or something. But then between weigh-ins, like individually Navarrete and Wilson, he went down there again. And... Wilson made a big stink about this. He made a big stink. He was wondering why he was 126 and a fourth pound. Uh, Navarrete weighed in at 129 and a fourth pound. He basically was like, dude, up in my – and we know that, you know, obviously we know that, you know, you're – if you have uh, – a scale in your hotel room or something. We know it's not going to be exact or whatever, but it's just shaky, dude. It, it it did seem kind of shaky, and for the fighter to really kind of speak out and be like, this was weird to me, you know? Um, it, it just, it was kind of weird. Uh, I'll just be honest. It, it didn't look on the up and up. Now, I'm not 100% accusing people. I'm not, you know... I'm not doing that, but I don't know. The way he made a big stink is like, I haven't weighed in, you know, at that weight in a lot. Like, I, it just seemed weird. So, and then, then you look at the his body come fight night. It, it just didn't look that great, to be honest with you. Now he's going up to 130. Um, he has been going up and weight and whatnot. Maybe that played into it. I don't know, but. I don't know, man. I'm trying to actually look. Someone had his last... Oh, where is it? When was the last time he weighed what they said he weighed? It, it, I don't know. It just it looked pretty shaky. I'm not going to lie. 
Go watch the video for yourself. See what you think. You know what I mean? See what you think. See if that uh, looks shaky to you or not. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. But the way he was making a big deal about it, it did. I don't know. Here we go. So the last five fights, Wilson has weighed uh, 134.5, 129.75, 130, 129.5, and 129.5. He gets on the scale at 126. And this is Ben Damon. After weighing in at 126.3, Liam Wilson had claimed uh, the official scales had been tampered with, you know, to allow Navarrete. Wilson said he checked his weight. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, I had heard it differently. Wilson said he checked his weight on the same scale 20 minutes early, and he was just under 130 pounds. So... That's, it just looks shady. Like I said, it, it's there. Go watch the video. Uh, you know, go on Twitter and see if you can search it. If, if the video, I don't think it's, oh, excuse me, I don't think it's randomly missing or anything like that. I don't think they took the weigh-in video down. I haven't checked that, but I did see the weigh-in after people were talking about it. It looked kind of shaky. I'm not going to lie. And, and for a guy to be like, hey, what the fuck, dude? I was just, how can I be three pounds less, you know? And then you're going up in weight. Sometimes your body doesn't look as good, but he looked kind of soft. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, um, it was definitely a fun fight to watch. That's for sure. Um, I gave Wilson the first round. Basically the jabs, a few nice left hands too, but he had the jab going. Um, I think Navarrete... Um, I think he landed the last part of the second round. He landed harder, um, and I think he was just busier to close, so I gave him that round. In the third round, there's a couple of these competitive rounds. In the third round, uh, Navarrete looping left hooks, a few nice uppercuts as well. He started to land to the body. And then Wilson had some success maybe the last – 30, 40 seconds or something like that. Was it enough to get in the round? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But you obviously got to get in the fourth round, Wilson, uh, because he uh, he knocked him down pretty good. It was a, There was an, an exchange of left hooks. Or the, during an exchange, it was a left hook that definitely shook up Navarrete. You could see right off the bat he was hurt. Um, then more left hands, uppercuts, looping right hands. But there was a right hand that did kind of look like it hit him in the back of the head or the neck. But, you know, if you, you know, to Wilson's side, Navarrete was moving a lot too. But when he went down, I mean, when he got back up, like I said, he, he looked seriously hurt. And I believe, yeah, they said it was the first uh, first time he had been down. And I guess I didn't realize that either. I hadn't seen all of his fights, you know. Um, and then the fifth round, I, you know, really the fifth, let's see, I think the fifth, sixth, and seventh I gave to, to Navarrete. Uh, both of them were landing their right hands in the fifth round. Uh, but there was a flurry with heavy shots. Some of those were heavy shots in the last 20, 30 seconds. That's what I gave it to him. Wilson in the sixth round had a good start to the round. Um, 
and uh, you know he, he may have. You know, when I think about it, now that I think about it, I forgot that was the sixth round that he he may have stole the round with a left hook and a right hand that looked like it hurt him again. But in the meantime, a lot of two punch combos, uppercuts, left hooks, um, and then just a flurry of heavy shots. For the last maybe 70, 80 seconds from uh, Barrette. But like I said, was the best shot landed? Like, not Barrette won the round as far as just activity and whatnot, but was the best shot, you know, Wilson? So did you give him that round? You know, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Seventh round gave it to Nabarrete. Um, You know, he just, it just seemed like he was. You know, he's doing, in the last minute, once again, doing more. You know, landed better shots at the body, those uppercuts as well. And through, what, seven rounds, uh, Navarrete had the land, he had, he had the landing advantage, 112, 112 to 81, um, and 35 to 13 when it came to the body shots. Um, and then, you know, Navarrete, the jab right hand. It was a competitive ra- round in the, uh, in the, um, in the eighth round, actually, it was Wilson with the jab in the right hand. I'm looking at my notes. I got that mixed up. Um, and, you know, body shots and shots to the head late, I still think uh, Navarrete, you know, won that night, eighth round. Huge right hand, pretty damn early, like 20 seconds in, knocked Wilson down. Then a left hook, um, left uppercut, overhand rights. Um he was trying to get him out. Navarrete was. I mean, he, he was. You saw Wilson on the ropes, uh, stumbling, definitely showing like, you know, <laughs> showing that heart. But he was done. Wilson was done. There's just no way around it. He was in trouble. They could have. They could have probably stopped this fight earlier than they did. But um, it was a good comeback win for Navarrete. Um, you know, and then a lot of people after were like, well, at 130, dude, maybe he's finally, you know, he's, he's tall, 5'7", seven, seven, reach, but he definitely, you know, didn't look like he had, well, he had the reach on him, but he definitely didn't have the height. Um, and he just didn't look, it was kind of weird seeing him in there, you know, with a guy that's like, yeah, I mean, he's taller than you, he almost looks bigger, you know, so, I don't know, it's kind of kind of interesting. I mean, people were, were really saying a variety of things failed as next, or, you know, supposedly. And, man, I mean, the things that Oscar can do at the mid-range and on the move, because he can move pretty well. Now, defensively, you know, he's definitely, both of them are suspect, but he can move pretty well. And I think he's probably going to need to do that, Oscar. I hope they still make this fight, but I do have to say, like, you know, Navarrete's had weaknesses. That that's you know, Those aren't going anywhere, but it also seems like as he's kind of climbed the ladder, and I won't even say at an exact weight class because, you know, he has kind of moved, uh, you know, fastly through the weight classes. I mean, you know, he hasn't had a loss in a long, long, we're talking like, long time, like, I think it's like over 10 years ago, long, long time ago, well, yeah, 37-1, 30, 31 knockouts, got another knockout there, and um, 
I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think that he kind of came on the scene, obviously, against Dogbo in 2018-ish. And um, then they had, you know, they had him on a string of fights that were pretty poor, but he stepped the competition back up. Um, it's not that he looked horrible or anything like that. I think people were going overboard a little bit. And I also think that people hadn't seen Wilson. Not that Wilson is some proficient, you know, high-level guy, but he's a good fighter. I mean, I, I saw multiple people, you know, referencing Wilson like the movie, you know, going into it. And a lot of people did. And, hey, I chuckled. So, I, I, you know, I'm not ripping them. But I just don't think people really knew, you know, what he was about. He, that dude was a good fighter. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Navarrete, maybe he, you know, underestimated a little bit. Could be. Didn't really have a, a great performance. Um. But it was it was definitely a fun fight. It was a great, great fight. It's one of the best fights of the year. So um, yeah, bring on Oscar Valdez. Like I said, a lot of people just kind of had Navarrete beating Oscar. Uh, from what I can see, this last uh, um, obviously we thought they were going to fight, but um, you know I don't know. I mean, Valdez, like I said, at range. And when he can comfortably move, so he's a little out of range, he's effective. You know, he's obviously a great body puncher. He's a tough freaking dude, that's for sure. Um, and it's not like, you know, Navarrete's going to fight with Shakur. But either way, shots out to Wilson, too. you got to give, you know, Emmanuel credit for getting off the, the deck. But Wilson put in, you know, a damn good performance and, uh, you know, I don't. I think he'll get uh, plenty of. Uh, oh, excuse me. Plenty of uh, you know opportunities. Let, let's put it that way. Um. Uh. Well, I suppose we'll just go to the co-feature Pedraza Barboza. Um. Pretty. You know, it was weird. The first like maybe. Well, the first four rounds were for sure all Arnold Barboza. Um, a lot of jabs, just busier. Um, you know, he'd do these little quick combinations to close out rounds. He was kind of landing these flashy scoring shots um, in, in decent combos. When I mean flashy, I don't mean like a pot shot flashy where, you know, Pedraza's head snapped and stuff like that. But I did notice right around the fifth and especially the sixth, the pressure by Pedraza, he started to have success. And a lot of it is with, you know, the best punch for Pedraza, that jab. And a lot of it was that, and he did start to. That's what's, you know, Pedraza's a good all-around fighter. Maybe not an elite-level guy, but, you know, not a ton of guys are elite, right? Um, but even halfway through, through six rounds, it was 125 to 72. Both of them landing at a pretty high high percentage, 33 or 35 and 27. Um, so Barboza was in control, no doubt about it. But then, like I said, kind of saw it in the fifth and sixth. But you could really see it in the second half of this fight. I mean, Pedraza definitely won the seventh. Um, you know, getting to the body as well. Oops. 
getting to the body as well. It was still close rounds. There, there was plenty of close rounds. Like the eighth round, I put a little question mark there. It was, it was pretty close. Um, speaking of pot shots, Barboza was, you know, early and a little late, but especially early, kind of quick little combos, those pot shots, um, and then move on the outside. Um, right around the 42nd mark of that, I put a little um, in the round, 40 seconds left, back-to-back left hands, and then uppercuts, um, and he just started out landing him, you know? And I gave Pedro, so I would, I would favor Pedraza in the eighth, but it was a close round, competitive round, no doubt in the ninth. Uh, Barboza had success early and late, but kind of mid and late, especially the last minute. I'd give that to Pedraza. Tenth round, I mean, you know, they were exchanging hooks to the head end body for like the first minute or so. Um, taking turns, kind of throwing a two, three-punch combo, then back and forth. Um, so that was a very close round as well, very close round. Um, and even – I didn't get the last punch stats, but through nine, it was 177 to 116. Still landing at a pretty high percentage, Barboza, and uh, to his credit, still at 27% at that time. Huh. Uh, Pedraza. So I-, I gave Barboza the win, six to four. Two of them had 90 – or yeah, two of them had 96-94, one of them. 97, 93. I thought those were pretty legit scores. Um, and, you know, Pedraza has been, ever since he went to top rank, you know, the guy's fought a lot of uh, fighters. And even before that, obviously. You know, he's, uh, he, I think, yeah, he was unbeaten until like 2000, what was that, 17? I think it was like January, February 2017. Gervonta, if I'm if I remember correctly, but I mean Loma, Zapata, Javier Belia, Kobe had that split decision with the Ramirez. I mean, you know, you wonder how many more performances can he keep the fight tight in? I mean, he's very skillful. Uh, he's got a good work rate. Uh, he's in there to try to win because, like I said, those first like four to five rounds, it was like wow. This is not the fight I thought it would be. I did think it'd be more competitive, and sure enough, Pedraza made it more competitive. Now, Barboza, what's next for him? I mean, he's got fights. Uh, just a matter of, you know, if they can make them. I mean, if Teofimo Lopez, you know, thinks the Regis Progray fight's not going to happen, well, Barboza, you know, is with top rank. He's been fighting on the cards. Why not make that one? I mean, we kind of thought that's the fight the last time, right? When Teofimo, we thought that was going to be the fight with Barbosa. So, you know, if, if you can't make these fights, then why don't you just make this one? You know, I, the Teofimo Lopez and Teofimo Lopez Sr., because you got to, they're a pair, you know, and Sr. talks a whole lot in interviews and whatnot, just him. And, and I get it. I, I'm not ripping him. I mean, at times I've ripped him for it, but in general, it makes sense, you know, to talk to the trainer and whatnot, but like, I don't know, man, like, they're so hell-bent on the purse bid split, which I get, I do understand, but if you haven't even negotiated anything, how do you know it's going to go to a purse bid, you know? 
Now, a lot of it is tied up with the ProBellum stuff, and they feel like, oh, they can't do, you know, I don't know. There was just a, a, a fight with, uh, was it Maloney and Nodito that fell apart, if I remember correctly. So maybe it's just that, you know, but it's just weird to be like, well, we can't do it because of the split. Well, you haven't, like I said, why don't, why doesn't, you, you, why don't you try to get top rank to, you know, to to offer the fight in? And I understand some of the that side, the, the Lopez side, where they're like, hey, dude, you don't have a network, you know, you, your your promoter doesn't have a network, and uh, you know, so what are you gonna do? You know, I, I don't know. It's just for me to be talking about the purse bid when you haven't even negotiated or there's been no offers either way. It just, it, it kind of falls on deaf ears. It's kind of like, I mean, do you, is that really the fight you want to fight next pro gray? I mean, he's got a belt, you know? So to me, I'm not saying he's afraid or anything, but it just seems like they don't want the fight. Why don't you try to go through negotiation? Then you can say all this shit like, well, we're not going to a purse bid, you know? I don't know. Um, it just didn't ring true to me. I guess that's the way I'd put it. It just didn't didn't ring true to me the way they were talking uh, about the split already. They were just kind of piggybacking off what Ramirez said, you know. Um, but the Ramirez thing was at least there was a little bit of talking back and forth, it seems. But the WBC, they had already talked, you know, they had kind of known the scenario in a sense. But then all of a sudden, they didn't like the, you know, the percentage on it, you know, what would, what the percentage would be in the purse bid and all that. And it's kind of like, all right, but you're the ones who gave up the belt for the opportunity for the belt. So it is what it is, man. But I don't know. Um, like I said, why not? They're both under the umbrella. You know, years ago, people would, uh, myself included, rip. Uh, top rank at times for in-house fights. But it's something that, you know, when things change, when the landscape changes, my opinion changes. And so, yes, I was one of the people that at times, and it wasn't just top rank, but at times, uh, the in-house stuff got a little over the top. But in-house is like a necessity now. Because... You know, when you had HBO, they had multiple promoters on HBO. Now, sure, you have multiple promoters, say, on the zone, right? But not really. I mean, Matchroom's a much bigger presence than Golden Boy, obviously. Just look at their dates. Look at the money they have. I'm wondering if that's why they brought Crawford into the fold, so they can say, hey, we'll get Virgil Ortiz and, and, and you know, Crawford together this summer or something like that. I, you know, I don't know. Hopefully it's just they go right to that fight and they don't mess around with Rocha in there. But my point is Top Rank has a deal, right? We know – I remember HBO had an out, output deal like – I don't remember if they there was six or eight dates. or I don't remember how many Golden Boy got. There was a time when Golden Boy did have a deal with them, like a little one where it was like, hey, these are – you can have this amount of dates, right? But there was always more than one promoter. And my point is now, you know, most of Matchroom and Golden Boy stuff has to be on the zone, right? ESPN, top rank, BBC Showtime. I mean, it's just, it's, and you're starting to see people invest in, you know, if you feel like you got some talent, 
at a particular weight class, then you try to eat, you know, get as many people in the fold to make like these mini tournaments, you know, and, and kind of the cream rises to the top and then you can cross promotion if that's possible, you know, and we have seen a, a decent amount of them. It's just, if it's not the big fights, then they don't get as much, you know, I'll say this when Bob Arum, you know, and Oscar uh, work together, that gets talked about. Same with Eddie Hearn and Oscar. They did uh, um, Bivol Ramirez. That gets more talked about. Um, the Fury and uh, Wilder one, that one got talked But You know, that got talked a lot, a lot about for sure. But it was a big fight. So I don't know. I, you know, I just think that, the, okay, so the shit is fucked up. Uh, Pro Gray, you know. Progray won the fight, so clearly they probably didn't want him to win the fight because they had already had Zapata on their network plenty of times. So didn't work out. It don't want to do those fights because the purse bid or whatever, you know, whatever. Then make this fight. Make this fight, dude. Like, there's just no way around it. Let's just make that fight or move the fuck on. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? So hopefully they just go right to bar. Arposa and Tiafima Lopez. It makes sense. They can do it, you know, um, at the Hulu Theater. Maybe they can do it in the big room. I don't know, but let's just make that fight. Cause it's, like I said, I'm all for suggestions, but we've gone over some of these fights of late, and the fighters' sides and some of the actual fighters have told us what the deal is from their side from their point of view, so, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, good good performance by Barboza, but he, he needs to start stepping up. And I'm not saying, you know, he ducked uh, T.O. or something. I know someone will probably say that, but he, he just needs to step up. It's time to step up, and I know it's not easy, but he is, what is he, 30 or 31, something like that. He's got some uh, some nice wins of late. Nothing stands way out. But now he's got his best win against the draws, in my opinion, and it's time to, you know, get going. Nobody on the A-side lost. Uh, Richard Torres Jr. ran over the dude. Um, You know, the only positive thing about that is, um, like, I I don't need it part of the broadcast, but I get it. But I think they're bringing him back in like a month. So that's good for him. You know, he's only got five fights, so um, he'll be back soon. Positive. Uh, Delgado, uh, you know, Ali Walsh, uh, Vargas. Vargas won. I think he went four rounds. Yeah, he went four rounds. We did have the Andres Cortez uh, or Cort, is it Cort, Cortez? 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 And uh, Luis Melendez. And, you know, on paper, I was kind of interested in this fight. Um, but it, it, it was slow. Uh, like Andres, he landed the better punches overall. It was just a slow fight in general. You know, he, he did actually get a cut from a head clash. Um, but Melendez just clinched a fair amount. Very slight. Land a couple of good punches. And then it would just kind of be like, uh, maybe sometimes not good punches, whatever. He would just land something. And it was just a slow fight, slow fight, and it took a while for the ref 
I can't remember what round, but I believe it was later in that fight. Because it was, um, what round was that? Let me just try to think about it. I don't know. It's a 10-rounder, so it must have been like, I don't know, 7th round or something like that, 8th round. I don't think it was the ninth or 10th, but he warned him, but he just, he just didn't get there. It wasn't that good of a fight. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just put it that way. Like I said, I thought, hey, keep an eye on that one. Well, uh, if you didn't have an eye on that one, you didn't miss a whole lot. So don't, um, you know, don't don't sweat it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It wasn't wasn't all that. Um, so overall, really fun main event. Uh, Pedraza second half definitely made that a, a good fight because, like I said, for a second there, dude, I was like, man, this is way more one sided than I thought, but. To his credit, he did come back. On to the DAZN card. Um, Serrano against Cruz. Like I said earlier, it was a banger, dude. It was a good-ass scrap. I gave Serrano the first round. Uh, mostly landed. I think our best shots were uh, to the body. A couple of nice left hands. Um, speaking of right hands, because Cruz was throwing hers. The whole time, she she landed a couple to the head. Uh, second round, I think you could give that to Cruz. Um, Ser- Serrano probably close. Well, I think she closed stronger, but that looping punch, the right hand that she just kept landing over and over. Serrano landed her left hand in the body, in the head, right hands, uh, and you know down the stretch or whatever. But this looping in left hooks a little bit too. But this looping right hand. And just loop, you know, Cruz threw a lot of, Erica Cruz threw a lot of looping shots. She'd do this little duck down and then just let it rip, dude. And this was another example, what I was talking about not long ago, of two-way fights, but at a higher level than it was 5, 10, and longer, you know, 15 years ago for women's boxing where it's a two-way fight, and it's not them just brawling. Now, it was a brawl, but I'm not, they're not just throwing stuff to throw stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cruz kind of did that, but she was effective with it. She was effective with it. Um, and what was that, like the third round? She had a nasty cut from a head clash. Um, and Cruz in that third round had some success early. The, the, the late right hooks and straight left hands I thought were enough and then I thought Serrano pretty much picked it up for a while as far as uh, winning the, the round cleanly. Uh, duck and punch Cruz was doing her thing. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, the fourth and fifth, Serrano jab left to the, to the head. Big left uh, had Cruz stumbling in that fifth round. Um, but she just kept stepping forward and forward and maybe step to the side and, and land the clean shot. Um, by the sixth round, she was really starting to put some punishment on it with the one-twos and those hooks. And in that sixth round, Cruz got hurt. She was still throwing, though. I think it, I looked at it as a 55-second mark right around there. Still, clo- you know, to close the round, she was throwing, but Cruz got hurt in that round. Slugfest in the seventh with the heavier shots. Um, you know, the left hands during the exchanges were, were clearly Serrano. Um, 
But the better work just overall, the better work using distance at times, like I said, with Serrano. Um, but just a great, great fight. 98, 92, 97, 93. Was there two of them for 98, 92? I can't remember exactly. But she won the round, or she won the fight uh, cleanly. But, I mean, that was a brawl. Dude. And don't get me wrong, I want to say, I got a little distracted there. Let me get this message here. Um, 98-92, I don't – I think that was – you know, I would have liked to see 97-93. Um, some people had it a draw. Okay, you know, maybe. I didn't see it a draw. But, you know, when I'm looking at my scorecards, I definitely – the second, third, or yeah, I mean, I had it 6-4. to four. But or, or you know, I actually I could see seven to three. I wasn't. I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not crazy about seven to three. But six to four, maybe like a five four one, which I know people don't like to do. I think. I mean, when you look at what was that round, the third round, I could definitely go either way, man. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a competitive fight, though. I mean, really competitive. One of the best fights of the year, and uh, I would have just liked to seen. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to look. Is it seven to three? I don't know, man. I think six four is more fair there, and I could see, especially the first half of the fight, Cruz was landing some good ass shots, and she just it wasn't just the right hand; it was the left hook too. She was landing good ass shots, dude. So you got to give her a lot of credit. Um, but I, I did think Serrano. Won it cleanly, but that said, six four five four one. And I'm not really comfortable with seven to two. Or seven, well, seven to two would make sense. Seven two one, no. Um, six three one. You know, I, I I just I don't know if I can go seven rounds, um, but I also can't. Some people thought Cruz won. I, I didn't see that. Uh, the draw. That's that's the max I could go. I don't think she won the fight, but um, I would even even if I had it dry, I'd still lean Serrano. You know, I thought she won the fight, but it was a hell of a fight. And now it sounds like what May twentieth in Ireland, the rematch, which I'm uh, really looking forward to. I mean, that is going to be that's phenomenal because that was such a great fight the first time around. However, you scored it. And it's nice because, you know, she's been active since then. She's had two fights. Uh, so she'll have, you know, or she's, yeah, she's had two fights since then. So, yeah, and so it's in, well, we know it's in Dublin, right? I don't think it's in that stadium. Almost positive it's not in that stadium. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and I really want to see, you know, what has been taken out of them. Um, what did they learn from the first fight? Uh, Serrano got off to such a good start and, you know, hurt Taylor pretty bad. That was the thing about the Cruz fight. I never saw Serrano that hurt. Now, it's tough to hurt her, but, you know, there was more than one time where Serrano, or I mean, where Cruz was hurt. Um, so, to me, even in a draw, it's like, well, I mean, she's the one who got hurt, so. Anyway, 
I'm looking forward to this rematch. That's part of one of the fights of the matchroom, uh, you know, announcement for spring, basically spring. Um, right now to, to, to May, May 20th, is that what it is? That's going to be a great fight. Um, you know, in the ring, I favor Serrano again, but if Serrano was able to get it in Madison Square Garden, you know, there's a pretty good chance that she's going to be able to win the fight as far as the scorecards, regardless in Dublin. I mean, like I said, I mean, Madison Square Garden, we can sit there and say, well, she's Irish. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's in New York, though. <laughs> and, you know, there's the Puerto Rican pride there, too, so we can't, we can't just, you know, push that to the side. Okay, so um, then we had the Baumgartner and uh, – McCallid? McCallid? I think it's McCallid. 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 That's what it was. McCallid. And, you know, for a while, I thought this was a competitive fight. Um, Like, let's say, let's get a scorecard really quick. Um, Yeah, the first four rounds, I think you could have fine as far as the rounds. Um, First round was really close. Very close. I don't know. But you had, there was like a late right hand, kind of early in late right hands by uh, um, McAuliffe. And, you know, was that enough to do it? Not totally sure. I definitely gave her the second round, though. Uh, she was pot shotting. Or she, I'm sorry, that was uh, Baumgartner. She was pot shotting and, and had some counters and whatnot. But a huge right hand the last 40 seconds. I think it was enough to steal the second round. So the first two rounds were really competitive. Um, Baumgartner, obviously, early right hand, um, just timed perfectly, dropped her. Second one was like a flurry with both hands, dropped her. And uh, Baumgartner, you know, really started to let her hands go. Uh, she, she did start to look a little faded, though, by the end of that. It was like, whoa, you know, you're looking kind of tired here. But somehow, um, McAuliffe, you know, McCaleb, she, she survived. She, she survived. Um, and I actually gave her the fourth round. It was kind of a slow start. Um, but I, I thought McCaleb would just – McCaleb? McAuliffe. Why do I keep saying McCaleb? McAuliffe. Um, I'd only seen her, like, fight once or twice prior. Um, but – she was just a tad busier, and, and like I said, you know, Baumgartner looked a little tired at that point. She was really going for it. But by the fifth round, she started landing the, the better shot. Both of them were landing really good in the sixth round with the right hand. Uh, some two-punch flurries uh, by Baumgartner closed out pretty strong. I definitely gave her, uh, you know, I definitely gave her that round. So she just started kind of running away with it. Seventh round, hard right hands, a series of them, then the left hook, right hand. Um, still hanging in there was uh, McCaleb, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just thought that she she did a good job, like, even the, the ninth round. You know, she closed really well in the ninth. I gave her that round, you know. Now I gave Baumgartner the eighth. Jabs to the stomach, left hand to the body. She kind of, and I gave her the 10th, too. So I gave it, it was like 7 to 3. 
maybe eight to two. 98-90, and two of them were 99-89 for Baumgartner. I thought she won cleanly. But, um, but Caleb de- definitely uh, Kalev, Mekhalev. <laughs> she, she put on, you know, I thought she, she gave a good account for herself. I thought, I thought she, she fought well. She thought, fought pretty well. I just think she was just a little overmatched. Um, and then Baumgartner, <laughs> this is hilarious, but I'm glad that she said it. She said, you know, she had just gotten her period. And, uh, you know, well, I shouldn't say you know, because, you know, men don't know. <laughs> but clearly that takes something out of you, you know. Um, and I don't know. She, she, she may have just thrown too many punches with too much on them too early. And a lot of people are saying, hey, she fights just like Harrison. Look. She's getting gassed and stuff like that. But I thought she did a good job of playing that off and keeping her poker face. And then I'm not going to say fully got her second win like she was back to, you know, um, throwing a bunch of combinations and stuff like that. But she just fought smart, dude. You know, fought really smart. So she won. What's next? Is it, you know, Michaela? Is it – uh? I mean, she wanted Taylor, Taylor too. You know, there's a lot of fights for her, really. Um, but obviously, Mayor is the one that people want to see the rematch. Um, I don't know. There, there's some, you know, the way her and Eddie Hearn were talking about it in the press conference. It's like you got to really, you know, put that money up. It's got to be a healthy, healthy, healthy offer, and. Um, Michaela was just kind of like, well, why doesn't the zone put up some money for it then? Not to say that, you know, it'd be 100% that, you know, top rank would allow her to go over there. We don't know. But, you know, maybe if it's big enough, they they would. But I think it'd be, it has to be pretty damn big. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll see. We'll see uh, where that goes. I mean, she got a pretty good, uh, you know, reception there. Obviously, Serrano got the biggest reception for obvious reasons, right? But Baumgartner got a nice reception, and and when they did have uh, Mayor up, you know they were uh, they were kind of booner. So base, I would love to see that fight again, just because they have such a good rivalry, and it was a it was a competitive fight. I mean, very competitive fight. I think it's definitely worth the rematch, you know, for sure. I mean, it was it was a better fight in my opinion, that the Shields, more competitive fight than, you know, the Shields, uh, I can't think of her name. You know what I'm talking about. I just, I just, I'm, I'm kind of out of it right now. So, overall, though, Baumgartner did her, did her thing, um, got the dub, and she's got a lot of options, man. But, yeah, that that is the one I think pretty much everybody wants to see, right? I mean, that, that would be a good rematch. I would definitely... Uh, Definitely like to see. Okay, so the other fight that I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, Richardson Hitchens against Baza. Um, Hitchinson came out pretty damn sharp, right? Uh, jabs. And, you know, he actually scored a knock. He scored a knockdown, but it, it was it was probably a yeah, it was a trip, wasn't it? I think it was a trip. I think it was a little trip inning. 
They didn't get it, but I think it was a trip, if I remember correctly. Um, but the jab landing very well through the first couple of rounds, flush right hands. Um, fourth round, it was a jab, super fast right hand that dropped Boz, I think, fourth round. Knocked. Um, Hitch, Hitchens just is pretty damn sharp. Uh, I thought he fought, you know, thought he fought really well. Um, I thought he fought smart. He definitely fought, you know, fought a smart fight. Uh, Baza would try to get going, and, and he had some, some success. Overall, though, I, I just think he looked good. I think he looked really good. Um, there are some times his defense or his footwork gets a little funky, but I thought it was a quality performance, and I just think that they need to keep stepping him up. And, you know, they keep talking about, you know, Montana love and they're even, sometimes you hear, oh, it's going to be next or we're going to build to that. Well, there's no point in building to that. Like, no offense, but you're going to build to that fight? Like, why? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a little corny uh, when people say, because the broadcast was kind of saying that, that they're going to build to this. Like, what do you mean build? Like, what? Why are you going to build it? Just just put it, just match them up or, you know, or don't, you know, I guess, I guess the, uh, I guess they probably, um, you know, they probably want Montana love, good foot, look good um, again. And maybe that's part of it, obviously. You know what I mean? So I suppose that, that plays into it. You know, you do have to look at it from a promoter standpoint, but uh you know, he lost his last fight. Um, it was a close fight through, uh, what was it, five rounds or six? Was it the sixth round? It was a, it was a six-round DQ, that's right, um, against Steve Spark. So, um, I mean, maybe you put him in with him. You know, I don't know. But... I would just like him to continue, like, okay, you got him. A lot of people are talking about him. Some people really, you know, in my opinion, I think some people went a little overboard on, like, I saw multiple people. And I think this is, I don't know if this is like the Max Kellerman effect, when he'd always talk about people's jabs, the Hagler jab. But I saw multiple people talking about Floyd Mayweather. It's like, God, why did we do this? I'm not trying to pick out anybody because I saw multiple people say it on my timeline. It's just like on Twitter, and it's just like Mayweather, like Mayweather, the dust of this dude off. Like I don't know. It just it feels weird, basically because he was just with them too. So I can't tell if you really think he looks like a young Mayweather. Kind of weird to say because you know at this level he was knocking people's heads off. You know what I mean? Like, he was fucking people up. I like Boz. I think he's a good fighter. But he'd fuck him up. He'd knock him out. So this whole young Mayweather thing, I can't – I'm not a big fan of, like, you know, doing this, comparing uh, to greats, especially when – like, I didn't, I didn't see Mayweather in it. <laughs> you know, I mean, sure, some of his stance has resemblance. I'm not saying that, but, like – and he was crisp. 
you know, he did look sharp. I'm not saying that, but at this competition, I just feel like about a young Mayweather. You know, and that goes for a lot of people. I mean, I just, I don't know. It just, I'm just not a big fan of it. I, I get there's, I've mentioned shit before too, like, hey, this kind of reminds me of that or whatever. But I just didn't see. I don't know. I just can't. I can't tell with some people. Some people, I think that's just their opinion, and that's cool. No problem. Other people, I'm like, wait a second. Are you trying to invoke this stuff because he just left Mayweather? I don't know. It's just kind of weird, you know. Other people are like, oh, he's going to be a star, you know. And I feel like some of them are trying to get, you know, a job at the zone or something. Because they're like, oh, you know, Floyd dropped the ball. This dude's a star. It's like, oh, he's a star? Like a star. Like, come on, dude. Like, let the guy have a star-worthy performance against a name fighter before you talk about star or young Mayweather. Because young Mayweather wasn't a star. <laughs> you know, it took him a while to build up that. So, I don't know. It, it just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And everyone has their opinion. I respect it. But, you know, I don't know. I'm just, like I said, not a huge fan of it. And, you know, you do it from time to time. God, that jab, you know who that kind of reminds me of? You know, but to to say that reminded me of young Mayweather in the ring, I just don't know what – I just don't see that. And that's – I mean, who who's like that? Like, I, did, I didn't think that when Shakur was coming up, now he's on the championship level. I didn't – I don't think many guys can look like that. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just that – you know, old man, get off my lawn. I don't fucking know who it is. Uh, Sky Nicholson, pretty easy there. Ali, she won. No way side lost on this card. Um, so, yeah, that that was uh, that was the, the zone card. So, yeah, just keep moving Hitchinson's up. Uh, by the way, Thursday, I forgot. Did I mention this fight or this card? I think I did, because remember, I was like, where, is this the zone, or is this, what is this on? And it was on ESPN+, and it was from uh, Quebec. And in the main event, or was it the main event? I don't know. We we had an upset, though. Ulysses got beat by Venezuela, by Gabriel Venezuela. He he got beat by him. I saw that. And then uh, Atlantis Fox and Eric uh, Bazinha. Bazinha. Now, it was a majority decision, right? It was a majority decision. And I feel like, God, what were the other – wasn't there just – was it two cards or, or – yeah, so one – two – yeah, here we go. One of them was 95-95. Obviously, you have a majority decision. You're going to have a draw in there. But 98-92. Now, I didn't think Fox won the fight. But I definitely didn't see 98-92. I just didn't. Fox fought. Now, you know, did he win the first four rounds and then lose it all? No. No, that's not how it happened. But, like, I thought he did enough proving, I thought, as the fight went on, where I thought he did enough to, to not have that scorecard. And, you know, Maybe, and I saw plenty of other people say this too, and, and, you know, may, maybe, I don't know, 
when I kind of look at this stuff, may, maybe we are kind of – maybe it's somewhere in between, you know. I don't, I don't think it was 98, 92. But maybe it's somewhere in between. And, you know, I don't know. 96, 94, I would have been a lot happier with, you know, if it's 97, 93 compared to 90. I just didn't think it was 10 to 2, you know. I didn't think it was 10 to 2. So that one was a, you know, it's just another week, another scorecard. You know, it's just kind of shaky, of course, it's boxing, right? But what I was going to say is maybe we're – maybe – I'll speak for myself. Maybe I'm trying to make up for, oh, here it happens again. Oh, it's happening again, you know. And obviously it happened in Minneapolis, so I take that even more personal maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving Fox an extra round or two that's that's actually not fair. But it, it just didn't feel like it. He won. He lost the fight. Fox did, but it just didn't feel like it was eight two. I think that was pretty obvious. That was on ESPN, and I, I was, or yeah, it was on ESPN as well, right? Um. So yeah, that about. Let me see. I think that about wraps up um, the action pretty much from from last week, if I remember correctly. I'm sure somebody will, you know message me saying, hey, you, you fucking forgot about this, dude. What's, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Well, I'm not playing. Someone will do that. But um, So, yeah, that that it was a good weekend, though. I thought it was a pretty good weekend. Um, thought we got the main events were better than I thought. I thought they'd be fun and competitive. I just think they'd be – I thought both of them would be really clean wins. Neither of them got out of there clean. So, and we kind of had a string of fights like this, like the you know Peter Biev Yard. I thought it, I thought it featured some competitiveness within the round, but I wasn't thinking that it was going to be all that great of a fight. As far as like entertainment, watching, yeah, you know, watching in the ring, but I didn't think I'd be scoring more than one or two rounds, you know. For yard, so we're we're getting some fights, man. We're getting some fights. They're just on the low, you know. Um, speaking of getting some fights, we will talk about the uh, the release. We did have a release from the zone. They have been talking about that for a while, just like we've heard about the Showtime stuff. Um, you know, when is it going to come? This, that, and the other. We, of course, will definitely talk about Oscar De La Hoya and him uh, saying that. It's basically a rematch clause. So he wants the rematch clause to where if um, Ryan Garcia wins, then the, the, the rematch is on to zone. That's what he wants. So now this, and a lot of people go right to, well, that's how the, the Wilder Fury was set up. That was a split you know, split uh, pay-per-view though, too. So that is different. For the second and third fight, those were split pay-per-views. And so it wasn't just my network, your network. Um, and, you know, that's that's what he wants, right? And he says that everything else is taken care of, but that's the only thing that's stopping this fight. And, you know, he goes to social media and he 
goes to Coppinger, and it, it just came off much like a lot of stuff is coming off like Oscar lately. Like it just it, it gave me the Charlo Maguia vibes. It's just like, is the promoter going to stop this fight? Because the fighter's cool with that. You know, the fighter's fine with two some fights on a show time. Now the promoter, you know, I don't know. It just goes back to, well, you know, they've invested billions to Zone and Garcia. But do you, do you realize the opportunity if you do get them back with the win? Or just, a, you know, just Ryan Garcia, you know, in a great fight, even if he were to lose. That would up his stock. And I think people get lost in his Instagram followers because his Instagram followers are great, phenomenal. I've always given him credit. That's not Golden Boy. Uh, Golden Boy gets credit for signing Ryan Garcia when other people did, right, for sure. Uh, you know, 100%. And Ryan gets credit because, you know, there's that story of him, you know, DMing Oscar Bob's. And saying, "Hey, man, you know, I want to sign up, whatever." But I mean, if if Golden Boy and the Zone were responsible for Instagram followers, they'd have many, many fighters with millions and millions of followers. They're just not. That's Ryan Garcia, dude, and obviously the team around them that help him and all that. But the train, you gotta. It's a young crowd on Instagram, right? So you gotta. Has it translated into a gate? Well, he's done a million-dollar gates before. Uh, Andy Ruiz just did a bigger gate than he did. Now, to be fair, he had a, a an Ortiz who's not a big ticket seller, but he's been he's fought Wilder a bunch of times. Like, you know, he's been on Fox, he's been on Showtime, he's been on HBO. You know, it's a good B side compared to. You know, some of the B-sides. My point is, Tank is just way bigger star than him. He's not Canelo. We get that. But, you know, when you can do three, four, five million dollar gates, and you can do it all over the country in, in more than just one venue and at home or in Baltimore or Barclays, Atlanta, you know. I mean, the dude's a big, much bigger star. He just is. And, yeah, he doesn't have as many Instagram followers, but you know what? Look at the gates. The gates tell you something. And, you know, he has profitable pay-per-views. Are they huge numbers? No, I'm not saying he's, you know, uh, Canelo. Definitely not. He's doing bigger gates than what Wilder and Fury were doing. Um, Anthony Joshua has done multiple stadium, you know, um, Several stadium fights, obviously, have done major gates. Um, but it just, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, it just, it's just weird, dude, because it's like we just saw Devin Haney have to do a two or a three fight deal, really. At least. We don't know if there's options or whatever. But, you know, Cambosas was the, was the A side for two reasons. One, he had all the belts. He was undisputed. He had all the belts, right? Two, the fight was going to be in Australia, and it did sound like the Australian government stepped up and gave some money. Now, it wasn't the money that was reported. Now that we know the money's a little bit lower, it was still healthy-ass money. But the point is, to do that deal, Haney had to win 
and then win again and go to Australia again and sign a deal with ESPN Plus or with ESPN. I mean, they're not making Garcia sign a deal with Showtime or something like that. You got to you got to come here because you know he's obviously promoted. So we get why, but they're not saying you owe us five fights or some shit or three fights. You know, so I don't know. But we'll get into it. We'll, we'll I'll finish off some of that detail. I kind of went into detail a little bit more than that though, because it's kind of it's kind of like, dude, if the fighter's cool with it, you said you're cool. Just minor little stuff, nothing big deal. Now all of a sudden, it's just weird, dude. It's really weird. Um, basically, he's saying if my guy wins, it should be on my this, this network. But if, if if this stops the fight, then we got an issue. Asking for something, cool. But when you didn't send the contract back with that stuff, then like with the fixes, you know, you you know, you say oh, we want this, you want that, we want you to go back and forth, right? But if you but if you haven't sent it back with that, it's just weird. It's like so you didn't. So it's just weird to be like, oh my. Uh, well, I'm already into this fucking shit. We'll do those predictions in a second. So basically, and this is what Coppinger said, okay? He did, he, he made it sound like he reached out, um, but who, who he didn't really make clear. Um, De La, it says De La Hoya received, uh, it's coming, you know, the dispute, it's, it's not completed because it's a dispute over the rematch clause, right? Garcia's promoter, Oscar De La Hoya, told ESPN Monday. De La Hoya received the contract two weeks ago and said every other issue has been resolved. It boils down to who's going to control the rematch. We were literally, and this is what he tweeted, I think, we're literally down at the one-yard line. What's holding everything up is a rematch clause. It's only fair if Ryan wins, then our side controls everything as the A side. This is the way it's always has been, and that's not true. <laughs> you know, I just I just named you one, um, Anthony Joshua Ruiz. Notice how everybody in the media was like, "Well, you signed a contract. That's what you got to go do. That's what you agreed on." So he's not agreeing on this. Um, which you know, like I said, I understand. You know, that's his side of it. Um, and, and they said the rematch is unilateral and can be triggered by Davis only if the in the event he loses. Um, typically, boxers have 30 days to activate. Blah blah blah. So the thing is, and, and where did he say we reached out? PBC is in Showtime. Maintain the promoter network should remain the same for the. Potential encore about a Showtime. Okay, a Showtime representative declined comment when reached Monday. And De La Hoya said Al Heyman is dictating everything. They've asked for this, they've asked for that. Who comes out first? The penalties if Garcia comes up her weight, which we've given into, negotiate, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, if if Ryan loses, sure, there's no rematch. Uh, it's been pleasant, all that stuff. But he said, don't fumble the ball now. The problem is when you hear on, you know, on the chicken talk space on Twitter, when Espinoza came in there, he said, well, 
this is the first time him, uh, of him hearing that they're only down to one issue. So there was a multiple things that they were going to discuss and go over, but he's like, well, that's great that we now know it comes down to one issue. Otherwise, he hadn't heard back from them. They hadn't heard back with the other stuff. Um, and so he said, this is the first time, this is him tweeting it, the first time hearing that was the only issue uh, left. And it's like, well, they haven't sent the contract back with their stipulations, what they want to tweet, right? They haven't sent it back. So that, and that was two weeks ago, according to them. Now, I think it's even longer as far as, wasn't that longer than two weeks ago or am I tripping? But anyway, um, you know, he basically is just, he's just like, well, this is news to me. I didn't know we were only down to one issue. And the thing is, it's like, why don't you negotiate it? And then if they're not cool with it, okay, then at least you'd be like, well, this is a deal breaker, right? So, but Espinoza um, was talking about how he, he, he feels the rematch clause dispute can be dealt with. Um, and, you know, he just he basically we sent a revised draft to them last week and haven't heard anything. When I read that there's only one issue left, that's the first time I've heard that. We're trying to get all the comments. We're trying to get all the comments. Great. If there's one issue left, there's one issue left. If it's down to one issue, that's phenomenal news. Um, no one knows what Golden Boy's open points are, Espinosa continued. Now I have some disagreements with the way that he characterized this about uh, this has come up and uh, the practice of the industry, whether this is uh, you know discussed before or not. Um, if this is the last issue, it's not in strong. Uh, there's a lot of different, you know, he didn't want to tip his hand and stuff like that. But these are all quotes from that interview. Um, whether it's a little, you know, little issue or a big issue or a little one, if we're only talking one, that's great. Um, so, you know, he was basically like, uh, if we get something back and there's 15 comments, then I'd be like, oh, we have a lot to do, you know, basically. But, but I'm going to take him at his word. There's only one issue. We're at the one yard line. So, you know, can that be worked out? I believe it can. It's just shaky when you do it this way. There's just, just no way else you can look at it. It's just shaky to go to the media and go to social media and just tweet out this stuff and give it to Coppinger. Because it's like, and like I said, I don't know if the Showtime representative, is it, is it I don't know. It's Showtime representative, I'm not sure. He didn't, he just said that. He didn't, he didn't say anything they have, you know, more than one person that he could be talking to. I don't know. Or, you know, one of the people I'm thinking of, I'm not sure. But, and I don't know him and Espinosa's uh, communication. You know, do they communicate? Does, because he's, he's done some shit that's like coppetry. You know, he, he's reporting. And, and first of all, when you're the newsbreaker, which he is, you get a lot of things wrong, yada, yada, yada. But he's also... At some point, he just goes over the top of stuff. If you look at his reporting in the Spencer Crawford, kind of, well, pretty much one-sided, pretty shaky. Um, it wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't a clear 
It just would have been nice to have those Espinosa and, and Shasta of the lefty and chicken dog. Forgetting it, but it would have been nice to have both sides in that story, you know? On the, I mean, it would have been nice not to have the story, obviously, but it's just, like I said, I, I can't help but think, but to think of that Charlo Munguia, where both fighters were, had it figured out. It was going to be on regular showtime. The manager, the fighters, they were all happy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when they when the zone and Golden Boy Oscar hadn't made a, an offer at all, had no skin in the game financially, all of a sudden it had to be a split pay per view. It's like what? And, and that fight never happened. So when we hear this stuff where you're not even sending this shit back with your one thing, okay, I'm good on all these, but this is we need to negotiate this. Well, why don't you negotiate that then? Why don't you negotiate it? Spend some time doing it. And then, if it's not to your liking, okay, you know, it is what it is. But this whole thing about it's always done that way. It's really not, though. Because remember, it didn't go to ESPN when it was ESPN and Fox for Wilder and Fury. It was 60-40 to ESPN. It was still a joint pay-per-view, though, you know. And remember, that's a joint pay-per-view. Clearly, we have a full-on A-side. I mean, it is a full-on A-side. Beyond Canelo here in the States, nope. Spence, he does big numbers. Gervonta. But, you know, Spence's face guys that are a little bit more known than Gervonta, too. So, if you look at the gates, like, it's, it's Canelo here, I'm saying. Canelo, Spence, and Gervonta. And Wilder, too. And Fury, you know, Wilder's had some big gates without Fury here, whereas you saw it wasn't as big when he did those shows in Vegas. But speaking of uh, Fury, but, you know, some of that was who he was facing too. But he's the ace, I do. And, you know, your fighter agreed to it. Um, in the copy of box, dude, or the son of the copy of box, dude, Tank, is, Tank and Ryan is happening on April 15th. Everyone simmered down. Ryan Garcia retweeted that. Now, is, is you know, like I said, is this just the last gasp of, hey, we're trying to get whatever we can. If not, we'll give it to them, you know? I don't know. It's just when you read about this, um, like Mannix works for the zone. Golden Boy believes it has given in on everything. Garcia, they say, is the B-side in every possible way. Well, it's like if you're the B-side in every possible way, then how the fuck do you get the fight then if you win? Like, in that scenario, you know? Now, you could turn into the A-side, but to just be like, if you're the B-side, you don't get the rematch either. Like I said, like Andy Ruiz, you know? But But he goes back, they have obligations to the zone, which is paid... Garcia millions over the last four years. It has become a non-negotiable issue. But yet, here's Chris Mannix in 2019. This is in no way unusual. Ruiz was an optional title defense for Joshua, who had all the leverage. And if Ruiz wins the rematch, he is free and clear of AJ and Matchroom. But for this fight, they have all the power of it. That's all of it. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that's how that shit goes, dude. You know? That's how this shit goes. So it's just, 
it, it just it's just an ongoing thing when it comes to you know when 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 it when an A side's an A side, everybody's like, shut up and sign a contract. Especially if it's a PBC fighter. Shut up. Like, I remember Danny Jacobson, Golovkin. Shut up and sign the contract, dude. Who the fuck are you? Right? Cool. Okay. They did it. The gate was bigger than him and Lemieux. You know, whatever. But the fight got made. But it's just, it's just funny that. We we have to go over this fucking thing every time when it's an A-side for the fucking PBC. Then it's like, oh, who cares? I don't care about money. And then if it's another A-side, shut the fuck up and, and sign it. But remember, this is Ryan Garcia. He tweeted this. I accepted all of the terms on my side and have instructed my team to get it done exactly how it is offered. Okay. That's what the fighter's saying. I mean, he just got done saying a bunch of shit, you know, before that, oh, we're good. Everything's good. Everything's fine, dude. We're going to be good. By the way, it's here it is. It's do or die. It's just it's just such a, I don't know, it's just such a biased look where you're just like, dude, why are you telling people it's done then? You know, like shut the fuck up then if it's not done. But it's always, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's just fun. And it's the promoter. It's the suits. A lot of times it's the suits, dude. A lot of times it is the suits, man. And that's what a lot of this stuff comes down to. It just it just does. It just does. Um, oh, yeah. Someone sent me this copy box. Cruz landed more punches on Serrano than any past opponent. 202 to 257. She landed 21%. She almost threw 1,000. 968 to 949, Cruz. They were getting it in. Look at those body shots, 115 to 82. That's where she had the uh, advantage in the body shots. Glad someone sent that to me. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. She, uh, you know, she was doing her thing. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where this thing goes. Um, I don't know. Remember, the, the big thing was it has to be a split pay-per-view, and then they, they fold it. You know, maybe, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of this shit, dude. Some of this shit is just funny, man. Just funny. But anyway, let's get to the fight stuff. We'll go over the match room stuff in just a little bit. Let's get it back in the ring, shall we? Let's get back in the fucking ring. Let's get back in the ring. Okay, what the hell? Um, so, in the main event, Oshaki Foster challenges uh, Ray Vargas, right? And it's for the vacant WBC, whatever. Um, this is a good fight. Foster's kind of, uh, you know, worked his way up a little bit. He had the ring city. He had, he had some good performances. Um, this is going to be these, – both these guys are skillful. Um, Foster has really good movement. He can counter well. Um, he can counter at times to the body in the head, left hooks and, and right hands uh, that way. I did notice at times when he's, when he's pulling, when he pulls out of the – you know, he can actually fight off the ropes pretty well, and he can uh, land good, clean shots off the ropes. 
But I, I noticed when he's pulling out of the pocket or by the ropes when he's pulling out, he, he can get clipped pretty good. Um, he, little, little, he gets caught. Let's, let's just say that. Say that. He gets caught. Um, got a quick jab, that's for sure. Very quick jab, straight right hand. Good fighter. You know, he's, he, he can punch, too. He can punch on the move. He can definitely punch on the move. I think both these guys can, really. So, and then obviously, on the Vargas side, you know, far more experience, obviously. Now, not at this weight class, of course, but a lot more experience. Um, and uh, he's got a great one, too, as well, definitely. Um, he's got a good, you know, he uses jab and in the left hook a lot. I would say he's got better footwork overall. It's, it's like a more subtle footwork. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, just the left hand in general, the jab, the left hook, and then, you know, to the head or the body. He, he can, that left hook to the body is nasty by Ray Vargas. But yeah, I'd say it's more of a subtle footwork. And, uh, yeah, he can counter just like Foster. So I, I think it's going to be a really good fight. I, I, I do like this lineup. I, I just think it's a good-ass fight, dude. I'm really, really, really happy that, uh, you know, Foster's getting an opportunity. And, and, you know, is it a great fight, you know? No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's some kind of great fight. I mean, I'm actually seeing it the odds changed at all. Uh, Vargas was a decent... Um, they actually have gone down a little bit. Or gone up. However you, know, however you look at it. But Foster... Um, there's actually a plus 110 for Foster. See before. Maybe I missed it, but plus 140, plus 125, plus 130, plus 155. That's that MGM fan duel is plus 152. Um, this is going to be a competitive fight. No doubt about it. I, I'm really looking forward to that part of it. This, this is going to be a good fight. Um, I just think the experience, and like I said, the little subtle stuff, I like Vargas in it by decision. I do like Vargas in it by decision. I think it's going to be a good fight, though. Very, you know, closely matched. Then you have Mario Barrios making his comeback against uh, Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. Um, you know, he's a pretty clear favorite for obvious reasons. You know what I mean? Um, and credit to Barrios, like, you know, he, he gave up, gave a pretty good account of himself, I thought, against you know Gervonta, and then. Well, shit, it's been it's about a year ago, a little over a year ago, actually, I think. Uh, well, maybe not, I don't know. But in February, he fought last against Thurman. And, you know, he 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 definitely cleanly lost that one, whereas he, he got knocked out against Tank, but I, I thought that was a little more competitive. Um, and, you know, he had that Akbadiyev fight where <laughs> that was a great brawl, dude. That, that was fun. I mean, if it wasn't for those knockdowns, he lost that match, but uh, Santiago's a good fighter. You know what I mean? Um, he's alright. I mean, he, when you look at his resume, it's, it's not much to look at, to be honest with you. 
actually making sure right now that I'm not missing somebody. Yeah, I mean, uh, Russell, you, you know, he, he fought Russell not long ago. That was actually his last fight. I thought he fought again. Huh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, even like DeMarco, DeMar- DeMarco, DeMarcus Corley in 2017. I think I actually watched at least highlights of that fight. Anyway, um, I think Barrios, you know, I, 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 he's not going off. I'm just saying I think he's going to win the fight, you know. Now, the one I'm really looking forward to is the Victor, Vic Foster, first Victor Verst and uh, Lanier Perro, Pat Perro. That's good. First of all, the, these guys, this is going to be all action. This is going to be a good fight. Um, they were on the same card last year at the beginning of the year on the uh, Ortiz. What's the film? The, um, the Ortiz uh, Charles Martin card. And um, Perot fought uh, Brozen. That was a good, that was a fun fight to watch. Um, that was a good competitive fight, both, uh, I think both unbeaten prospects at the time, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, that was a good fight. And, uh, and then, you know, on that same one was a wild fight <laughs> with Colase. Uh, uh, I mean, remember there was like, Four knockdown, like Kalaze down twice in round one, once in round two. Vostik down in, or Vostik, uh, Vosh, or is it Vic, Vic first? Vic first? I can't remember how to say his name. But he was down in the round one and two. Yeah, I mean, that was a brawl, dude. That was a brawl. Now, they both, uh, you know, kept winning since that. So, I mean, this, to me, this is a close-ass fight. And I have yet to, like, you know, put any kind of money down. But even, I mean, you can just tell what kind of, like, right now, it's 50-50. I mean, there's a plus 110, plus 125 dimes for Perro, plus 100. Otherwise, minus 120. Fost, uh, is it, I thought it was first. First? Fost? Victor Vost? He, there's one that's a plus 100, and that's that MGM. Otherwise, like FanDuel, minus 112 apiece. Like, this shit is close. I'm going to go with Victor, but I don't fucking know who's going to win this fight. I'll be honest with you. I think they're both going to touch the canvas, um, but I think Victor's gonna, Victor is going to win the fight. But I'm looking forward to this. Is this a... Schedule 10? I believe so. Yeah, Schedule 10. Watch out for this one, man. I, I, I mean, it, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. So, um, what else we got? The the, the prospect, Adam Azim, is, is fighting. Got to be on the zone. Um, there is a... Isn't there a tight matchup in that one? Yeah, it's... Uh, Oh, uh, the Zach Ch- Chelly. He's an Anthony Sims Jr. I think that's, that's 
somewhat close to a 50-50. I, I kind of like that fight. I think that'll be a good fight. And um, Sims is the, the favorite in it, Sims Jr., but I don't know. Plus 210 is probably the highest I'm seeing for uh, Chelly. So that, that should be a good fight, too. Otherwise, you know, on paper anyway. We know how on paper works in boxing sometimes. Uh, uh, Del Riley's back. You know, there's some fights. You know, uh, Caroline Dubois is back. She's fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, that's, that's about all the, uh, the fights that will uh, go over for the weekend anyway. Um, oh, yeah, let's, let's look at this. So the match room put out their schedule. We've been waiting for showtime. We've been hearing about some of the fights that ESPN are going to announce, you know, the Loma Haney and I believe. I don't know if it's on ESPN or if it's going to be on ESPN Plus. Yeah, uh, well, I suppose both of them. But, um, but also the NUA and Bolton. Um, I have yet, a lot of people were talking about his, uh, his um, interview with Brian Custer. I haven't seen that yet, but I did see clips. Because the way it was described that, you know, That basically, like now, was the whole, you know, Fulton back, and, and Fulton made this big stink about it. And the way he says it, it, it he, the way he said it, didn't really go down like that. Anyway, we're just gonna go over the fights. Um, obviously, the highlight. There's two of them that stand way out, in my opinion, and um, Taylor Serrano too. Obviously, you know, that's a bang can't go wrong with that. That's, that's a hell of a fight. Um, and I mean, I suppose that part of this schedule, it didn't get announced because it was already announced, but I mean, part of the DAZN schedule, you got to at least, you know, we already know that Laura, you know, um, but I suppose, it, yeah, it's been already scheduled. So I guess it's technically, I, um, I, yeah, I kind of forgot about that, basically. But, you know, it's their schedule now. So I just kind of read it as their schedule straight up. But Lee Wood and, and Lara, uh, Mauricio Lara, is, is on that, um, you know, on uh, February 18th. So not this weekend, but next weekend. That's going to be a great fight. And the Luis Narian Azat Ovenizian, that's Golden Boy, but that's a good fight, too. I like that fight. I think that's Golden Boy, isn't it? Yeah, that's Golden Boy, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway, getting to the rest of the fights. Um, I mean, you know, those are the two top on their schedule, in my opinion, anyway. I think, I don't think it's like, you know, once again, not going on the limb or anything like that. They have Italian Smith against Paul Stepien or something like that. That's, that's not really what Eddie was saying, who he'd fight, but they're, they're probably just, you know, they're, they're getting him out. They're getting him out, and that's what it is. Now, Liam Pero, who's an undefeated fighter, I think he's uh, he's Australian. He um, He's fighting Robbie Davis Jr. Um, and then Diego uh, Pacheco is on the card as well. Oh, against Jack uh, Cullen. Cullen? Cullen? 
Coolin. Coolin. That's a good fight too for a prospect. Then you have uh, more of the next gen type card: Chris Jenkins and Cyrus Pat Patterson, um, five and zero against Jenkins, who's a bad nothing much there. Jesse Bam Rodriguez and, and Christian Gonzalez is a quality fight. That's April eighteenth. Um, the first one was March eleventh, March eighteenth, and then the one I just mentioned. Jesse Bam Rodriguez and Christian Gonzalez. That's April 8th. Um, I believe that's going to be in Texas, right? Um, Joe Cordina. And uh, so Cordina and Rockamon, the guy who had a, you know, a, a, a draw with Jojo Diaz. That's a good fight. That's going to be in Cardiff, I believe. I like that fight. That's probably like, would that be number three? Yeah, I think that would be third. So Serrano Taylor. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably say that was that. That's a little bit better fight as far as because I think Bam Rodriguez is gonna cleanly win that fight. Whereas I think that Cordina, that's a good fight. So overall, uh, and then obviously, you know, when, did I say the date April twenty second on that last one? Then May twentieth, Katie Taylor and Serrano. Um, that's a, that's a banger, obviously. So overall, I, I think it's a it's a pretty good schedule. There's some great fights, some whatevers. You know, the Callum Smith, he kept saying it's going to be a top 15 guy, and I guess it's it's a little disappointing there. But I do like some of the undercard stuff there. So and then obviously, you know, something pops off on the undercard. Um, you know, you can't just look at it just like a main event, obviously. But I, I like the schedule. I think it's pretty good. I mean, you're always going to have some eh whatevers um but yeah the, the the two that stand way out are the two we kind of already knew were going to happen but nowadays it's hard to keep everything under locks you know and, and not have stuff leak out but i mean i, I am glad that the, they're going right to the serrano and taylor and uh, you know she taylor technically won the fight so she deserves to have it you know in her hometown or at least you know in her home country, Dublin. So, I like the schedule. Some people, eh. Some people, eh. You know. Oh, and I forgot Joshua. Joshua. Yeah, I, I totally spaced that one. Thank you. Someone. Someone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know the hell I was thinking. I, I just don't. I don't know who what I was thinking. That, that's me. That is me. I I I, I missed it. I forgot. It, it felt like. I felt like I was forgetting something. I just couldn't quite capture what the hell it was. <laughs> That's funny. I'm really glad you messaged me. Thank you. I'm not sure who that was, but thank you. Um, yeah, dude, I, I totally spaced that. Yeah, Joshua. And here's the thing. Here's the kicker. So it's a, April 1st, Jermaine Franklin, which I don't have a problem coming back to, right? Here's the kicker, though. So it's not paper right now uk fans just bear with me for a second okay because i feel your pain i understand but from an american standpoint the audience has to realize what they're complaining about okay so i was surprised that joshua is not going to be on pay-per-view so i think that is cool none of those fights are on pay-per-view that he now, we assume Canelo will be, right? 
I don't think that's a secret. Canelo's going to be on pay-per-view, but I thought AJ would. I was wrong. Now, (laughs) the only problem is they doubled the price. So if you're a common boxing fan or kind of like an AJ fan, you know, a casual fan, or even like, you know, there's hardcore, there's like the hard, the Tim Box sale, like there's like the hardcore of the hardcore. Then there's a hardcore, that's me. Then there's, they're starting to get this semi-hardcore who definitely follows the sport and watches multiple fights a month, but they're not in it, in it, right? And some of those people won't give two shits about some of the schedule, and they're looking at two fights, and that's what they're looking at. And don't you know, and I'm not trying to say, oh, it's just the UK fight fans. It's here, too. I know plenty of people that... Um, that they'll just re-up their zone when they like the fight, just like Showtime. If Showtime, you know, the last part of the year last year, some people canceled Showtime because they didn't like the main events, they didn't like the product, then all of a sudden start putting on the product, and boom, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll rent it again, whatever. I'll do it for a month, maybe you just sign up for a year, whatever. Same with the zone, whatever. Same with, I've noticed people say that about ESPN Plus now, too, because, you know, you don't need ESPN cable to watch those fights now, which I always like. But it's a common thing. It's not a crazy thing. And these are like semi-hardcores. They're not just casuals. My point is, the AJ thing makes a lot of sense for sign-ups, if it's free, or with the sub, right? Problem is, they doubled price. So it went from $9.99 to now $19.99. So from 10 to 20 and they did this when they launched here in 2018. It was 9.99, and then right before Canelo fought, he fought um, Danny Jacobs. They did the same thing, right? They said, "Here, it's 20 bucks now." However, you could pay a hundred dollars and you get it for what was it, 8.93 or some shit? I don't remember exactly. And obviously, they're fucking with pounds and shit, rubies. And, no, I'm just kidding. Um, quid. So, but here's the thing. The American fight fans have to realize, because I did see some guys pushing back, being like, dude, it's only 20 bucks. You know, whatever. It's not exactly 20, but that's the way they're saying it. 20 pounds, whatever. But remember, 20, 22, 25, 28, that's their pay-per-views. That's what they're used to paying for a long time now. What's the highest pay-per-view? Somebody help me out there. Get back to me if you're not listening live. Get back to me at some point. What's the highest pay-per-view? Is it 28, or did it break over 30? I want to say Tyson Fury had a fight, and AJ had a fight before that. It was like 28, 30. Was there a 32? Either way, from 20 to like 25, 28, that's their pay-per-view. So it is like getting a pay-per-view. Now, the hardcores would be like, dude, just pay 100 bucks. But remember, if you're watching AJ – you're like, dude, I don't know if I want to pay five times the amount of what I pay for on pay-per-view, or four times, let's say, because maybe it's 25. 25 pounds, you know, I, he's going to fight two, maybe three times. I don't know. Some people don't like paying up front when they don't know the full schedule for the year. You're never really going to know the full schedule for the year, but you know what I mean? I, I, I can see that to an extent. Um 
Here it's different because, you know, if you pay 20 bucks for the month, okay. But remember, I'll say this, and this is legit. I did see. Um, by the way, if you're listening to the browser, 646-381-4990. Call 646-381-4990. Okay? Because the, the live stream is about to, to go on blocked off. Anyway, you know that. You know that. Um, the thing is, it's like, it's not a big deal. Oh, oh, this is what they're saying. They're saying because, you know, in February is when Matchroom started. And they're thinking of it from Matchroom. They're not thinking about it from Golden Boy as well. And some of the cards that are going to get here, from here, you know. So, because some of the cards like Canelo, a lot of his fights will be in the middle of the night. Whereas here, that's just during the day. So a lot of, a lot of boxing fans here that are hardcores, they don't mind having just a boxing day or watch for a couple hours, take a break for a couple hours, go back and watch the ones in the U.S., you know. It is, it's a lot better than staying up super late, obviously, right? Now, I will say this. They don't give it, really, they don't really give it away, or you can get into the zone and into uh, Aberly, so I'm assuming you can, but they don't give away what happened. So you can go in there, and if you just don't look at the, sometimes the, the thumbnail will be like, oh, wait, they're throwing, they're showing that person land a punch. They probably won. So you got to be a little, you know, careful there. But two things when it comes to, well, if if you paid a year and they don't do anything for a month, because, you know, Matchroom didn't have anything in a month. Yeah, that pissed me off. And not only that, but when you cancel, it's like an extra month now. And I, I remember documenting that a, a little while ago. People were getting the emails saying, if you cancel, it's an extra month. It's like, huh? Now, if you cancel, you get the rest of the month, right? But that's normal because you paid for the month. But it's like, it's almost like an extra month cancellation. And that's fucking, that's bullshit. I'm not usually, like, worried about being cheap and shit like that, but that's bullshit, dude. Like, I'm, I just think that when you say... When you came out and said that you want to be the um, the Netflix, you know, of sports, cool. And by the way, I have some other news that's actually really good for them uh, internationally, right? Because we know Germany and Japan and Italy, and it's legit in a couple co- uh, countries. Like they have fought, like a lot of some subs. Um, it just hasn't really taken off here, and, and I'm not sure what it's doing just yet hasn't been there that long, but remember, they started, help me out, UK fans, is it, was it $3 or cheaper than 9 or 10 $9.99? I keep saying dollars, but you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about. So was it £3 or two, was it two ninety nine or one ninety nine? Remember, it was cheaper than here, and then now they went to 9 Okay, so you went from 3 to 9 let's say, or 3 to 10 2 99 and $9.99. And then you double it again. That is crazy. Like, I don't remember Netflix or any of these other ones in such a short amount of time double the price. And and now, as far as the U.S., it's $25 per month if you just want to rent it for a month, you know, basically sub for a month. So that did rub me the wrong way. You were like, what the fuck? Dude? You guys already jumped your prices, you know, 
I mean, that would be was it two dollars? Was it one ninety nine or two ninety nine? Please help me. I, I think it was one ninety nine or two ninety nine. Maybe I'm thinking one ninety nine and that's the pro box. It was cheap, dude. It was under five. So when you double it and then double it again, yeah, I understand. And remember when you go to pay, you're like, Oh, this is basically a pay per view then. So then when so you do it for Anthony, you get it for a month or I guess two months. And then and then you just – and then you turn it off. Now, are you going to go up for one of these okay fights and want to pay that a pay-per-view? Because that's, that's their pay-per-view price, 20-something. So I do get it from a U.K. perspective. Like, damn, that's basically – that would be like us signing up for 70 bucks, 75 bucks, 65 bucks, whatever. Some of them are 40 and 50 and 60 but A lot of them are 70 75 A lot of them are 75 So I do understand that. Um, you know, so you're basically are kind of I, for when I first started hearing people saying it, about, I was like, well, it's not a pay per view. It's like, well, actually, it kind of is for them, you know. But I also that makes sense for having Anthony Joshua off pay per view then because you basically, and that's why they did like Canelo fights here. They would offer them in pay per view, normal pay per view prices like fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. They would offer that. To like the cable companies, but on the zone, if you're a sub, you were good to go. So it's it's because they just people are so used to buying it that they were like, "Fuck it!" I remember Eddie Hearn saying, "I think they should jack that shit up to fifty or sixty bucks, you know, per time because that'll make them do the hundred dollar thing, you know." But I can understand how a semi hardcore or a common casual fan wouldn't want to put up a hundred bucks because none of these other fucking services ask you for a hundred bucks. That's the thing. When I sign up for HBO Max, they don't ask me for a hundred dollars. You know, so I, I get your I feel your pain. Let's just put it that way. I do feel your pain. I get I get some of that. Some of it's like, well, I don't know, dude, it is you know, in the long run it's cheaper though, but if you're paying for B T sport and then you're paying for Sky Sports and then you're you know, it does add up. Or a lot of this shit's just adding up. Remember the cable TV? Oh, we're going to cut the cord. A bunch of people have cut the cord now. It's under 80. Under 80. I mean, it'll be under 70 million years soon uh, as far as cable subscribers. Really quick. Uh, I know it's under 80 million right now. Even ESPN's in, in less than 80 million helps as far as cable. The ESPN Plus helps it. But um, it's just weird to do it that way. But I, I get some of it. But some of it's like, dude, you're you're you are asking for a lot of money, and then there'll be like four days go by and there's nothing there that I want to watch. Where Showtime or ESPN, there are different shit that I'm more interested in. I don't like watching darts, you know. To be honest with you, I'm not ripping anybody, you know. That's just not my cup of tea to watch on TV. I play it, you know. We we you know here in the states we play darts, you know get drunk, play darts. It happens a lot all over the country, right? Um, there's contests, for sure. It's not really televised. I understand Matchroom, you know, televises that stuff, but that's cool. Maybe you're a football fan, soccer fan. That's cool. Speaking of our football, though, American style, this now, don't get mad, U.S. fans, but this does not apply to you because uh, the zone didn't get the rights. However, they did get the global 
Game Pass rights. The Zone and the NFL signed long-term global Game Pass international deal for 2023, or from, deal from 2023 season. So long-term global Game Pass international deal from 2023 season. That's a weird way to say it. Um, the NFL Game Pass International provides fi- fans outside the U.S. live viewing of every NFL game, regular season, postseason, and Super Bowl, and will be available as a standalone subscription or add-on package with the Zone with the Zone app. Ten-year partnership. Um, so this is this is big for them. You know, this is definitely big for them, and I think it's uh, I think it's really great. I think it's a good, you know, very good thing for them. Huge, uh, especially in some countries. I, mean, I don't know how DAZN's doing in the uh, the UK just yet. I haven't heard a ton of stuff about it. I haven't read it. I've read some stuff, but I'm kind of letting it, you know, happen too. We've seen, you know, some of their financial stuff and all that. And, yeah, it would have been much better to get it here, you know, because, you know, is what it is like this is where it's you know this is where it's the biggest so I, I get that but overall that's a pretty big win dude you know that that is a pretty big win so um shots out to the zone like i said in japan italy some of the the football contracts that they have are impressive now i i know one of them or whatever they had to, i think one of them they they stopped paying or whatever Um, yeah, that's big news. That is big news uh, for DAZN outside the U.S. That's for damn sure. It's funny, like not even a handful of days ago, boxing scene was talking about, uh, you know, the MGM Grand, the T-Mobile uh, Arena or Allegiant Stadium, that big stadium in Vegas. And now we don't. Now we don't know. Oh, I did get – someone just sent me the – the three ninety nine, or th- I'm sorry, thirty nine ninety nine. People are starting to get charged for the thirty nine ninety nine for the Broner Williams fight. Um, and some people are pretty shaky about it. Some, this is the tweet here. I was charged thirty nine nine this morning, though I haven't subscribed to your service. I bought a pay per view of. Or, or bot pay-per-view event since Crawford Avenue. When I email your support, it says my email is blocked. Please put me in the contact with or contact someone that can help me. Um, and you're starting to see some of this, um, you know, like multiple people on this where you're like, oh, wow. I wouldn't have bought that pay-per-view anyway, um, just to be honest. Uh, I just, I'm good on that. So, but any company that won't really tell you who the hell's behind stuff, I'm good on that. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't trust those, that with my credit card. If you can't tell me who the fuck you are, I'm good. You know what I mean? And, and, I warned people about that. Multiple people said, hey, man, all we, all, the only name besides, like, Blue Blood, right, the only name we had was a guy that 
his track record, not so much. You know what I mean? Not so much. It, it, it's a little funky, you know. So, but I have been, I have, I have been seeing that. You know, I have been seeing that a little bit, and I don't know. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Uh, you know, you, you definitely shouldn't have. Uh, you know, definitely shouldn't have done that. Um, shouldn't have put your credit card and all that shit. You shouldn't have had a burner credit card. But it is what it is. You know, hopefully you're not. Hopefully you get your money back. You know what I mean? Hopefully you get your money back. I mean, you will. I think. <laughs> that didn't sound that, that positive, did it? I'm sorry. Um. But yeah, I don't. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I, I think I'm good on that. I, I believe that I don't need any of that. Um, do, 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 do. What else we got? Oh, there is a, uh, was that Friday night? Yeah, Friday night, by the way. Thompson Boxing, Facebook and uh, YouTube. Pro Box TV, uh, that's also on Wednesday, I believe. They're doing those Wednesday cards now for a little bit. I, I think they did a Thursday card before, but they've been – is this their third Wednesday card? Am I right there? I think I'm correct on that one, but they've been doing them. They've been doing some of those. So that's that's definitely out there. Um, okay, so this is what – so yeah, the it the new price begin it began it begins today, February eighth. The new price for the flexible pass one month goes from seven ninety nine. So I, I was wrong there to nineteen ninety nine. So it's actually more than double. That's 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 wild. The zone stream the zone stream live sports is increasing the price of subscriptions. Agreed to new price on that day. Uh, it's too late now. Um, yeah, overall though, I, 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 I like their schedule. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that bad, but I understand that people are a little pissed off because, you know, it, uh, they're, you know, they're doing, there's just, it's like pay-per-view numbers for their, for them. So you got to kind of keep that in mind, uh, U.S. fans. So right here, someone tweeted this. The zone now over ten times the price it was when it launched the UK inside of twenty months. Um, you know, that's it is what it is. You know, it's kind of like gee, uh, that is a lot in a little bit of time. Um, Debella is back on Showbox with uh, Holmes in uh, Villarreal. And Lopez and Vasquez. That's February seventeenth next week. That out. You always got to give uh, Showbox a chance, at least. You got to give them a little chance. Um, I think that's about it. For how much more news do we have? I think. I mean, I could go into it further. Uh, someone, Adrian Delgado. Vargas Foster, very intriguing by this, very intrigued by this matchup, as it will be Vargas' third division, 
against the fast and sharp puncher. And Foster, Foster fought several times between 135 and 140, so he'll be physically stronger. Fighter, looking forward to this one. I agree. Now, it is at 130, so I wonder, um, you know, if that plays into it. Um, is there such thing as too technical, fundamental for your own good? Because if so, that's Hitchens. He's going to have a real issue with anyone awkward or strong or powerful, a.k.a. keep him away from program Matias, just my opinion. Um, Lord, of, Lord of the Flies said uh, Amy's amateurs are, are – are, ain't the pros, but Antoine ate him up on the on the inside rough. Yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, there was that uh, Shadeja Green and um, oh, who the hell? Sidarios? Sidarios? Yeah, that that's a good call. That was a good fight, too. Or, I mean, I, I saw some of that. I'm not going to act like I haven't seen that. Um, this is Dan Raphael, Keith Conley, manager of Richardson, uh, tells me the plan is most likely Montana Love this summer. Then they want to try to go after Tiafimo Lopez. Okay, that's cool. I like that a lot. That's That's music to my ears. That is music to my ears. All right, so there's just a little bit more news to We'll get out of here. Um, so has that venue for the Serrano Taylor been announced? I don't think it has, has it? I didn't watch. Someone just asked me. I didn't watch the CBS uh, Bellator card. I just didn't watch. I'll just be honest. But I know Bader and Fedor, the guarantee Fedor was 100000 and Bader was 150000 So put that in your pipe Put it in the air. Oh, Big Baby, Jared Big Baby Anderson is going to be on the undercard April 8th in Brick City, New York. New York. Um, so that's cool. Nice keeping him nice and active. Um, also, Daniel Blanca, the former an- uh, amateur standout, joins Team Benavides. Jake Donovan makes his PBC deb- debut. March 4th, because, yeah, wasn't he like, uh, actually, it says right here, I think at 10 times, I can't remember now, 22-year-old, 6'3", middleweight, yeah, was a 10-time national champ before turning pro and signing with manager Tim uh, Van Newhouse and, you know, Gibbons, um, advisor, so, um, yeah, that's, we'll see, we'll see how he does, we will see how she does, <laughs> She's doing that on her first day of her period. Fucking gangster. Yeah, I love that shit. Hell yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. We'll go to boxing Twitter and then probably get the hell out. Yeah, that Torres, that, that Torres fight. I mean, I know he's young and shit, but that Torres fight is like, I'm good. That, that was a... Uh, how about the job Barry Hunter did? This is Ron Katz, uh, matchmaker for PBC. How about the j- job uh, Barry Hunter did preparing Liam Wilson? Like he was Rocky. <laughs> and on the complete other spectrum, it looked like Navarrete thought this was going to be a cakewalk. I, I'd have to agree with that. I think uh, 
Here's somebody else. Be okay, Prime. <laughs> Doug got my ass. I'm going to need that fade. <laughs> oh, man almighty. Oh, man almighty. I, I don't mean to laugh, but that's just funny, dude. Lawrence Coley has appointed Sugar Hill Stewart as the new trainer. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, yeah, then we got into some of that Duran against Tank. and the, I'm not a big fan of that shit when someone's not accomplished yet. Um, let them get accomplished. Let them get accomplished. So it sounds like Jack Catterall is actually going to fight. They're, he's going to let Josh Taylor do his thing. And Williams says, this opens the door for Ramirez and Comey being the WBO interim title fight March 25th. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, there was a little talk of Donaire versus, this is Phil Boxing, Donaire versus Estrada for the WBC dual titles possible. Huh? Uh, the Jason Maloney is the one I was talking about that those talks fell off at top rank. They broke off between Pro Bellum and top rank. Um, so what are they just kind of floating? This idea. So the WBC is reviewing other fighters. It's ranking to pit against Donaire, which is not easy to do as the other fighters, uh, they're basically, uh, both Filipinos and Puerto Rican and Manuel Rodriguez are more likely to uh, buy for the other ones <clears throat> because anyway, you know, just dropped a bunch of belts. Uh, but boxing scene said that Mexican Alejandro Barros is being considered as donor opponent. Um, so well, that'd be a pretty good fight. But he was saying uh, it's no secret that donor is bidding to make uh, record by winning a fifth division world champion at super flyweight after emerging victorious at flyweight, bantamweight, superweight, bantamweight, feather. Uh, he's the first fighter to win a second and third ten- tenure as a champion uh, past the age of 36 and 38. Um, the only question is Estrada would be willing to fight above the current weight division. And that's what I thought of right away. Uh, weight division is super featherweight. Estrada himself is on his second tenure, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. I mean, on paper, it sounds like it. Uh, this is Delgado again, Adrian Delgado. Benavides has extensive experience sparring some of the top guys in boxing, Golovkin, Bivol, Bolshevik. Um, we'll see how that translates this March when he faces a really good boxer and plant. Given he turned pro as a teenager, he needed those quality rounds. That's, that's very true. That's very, that's very true. Um, man, I keep seeing these fucking messages, dude. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. McCarthy, this is from PA Chris, Chris Robwell. Um, Callie McCarthy of Sports Business reveals that after DAZN failed to buy BT Sport, they attempted to buy Premier Sport. This is apparently a share and not cash-based offer. Premier sold to Viaplay for 30 mil instead. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So, 98-92 scores are out of control. Fox did it. 
did well and deserved a better decision. Um, yeah. I think that's a good tweet. I have to say that is correct. I'd have to do it. If there's anything you don't want with the big boxing event, is hundreds of NFL players with nothing to do being paid to show up with nothing to do. Bud really cracked the code and how Showtime and Heyman don't understand business yet. We were supposed to get that fight this last weekend. So, that's not cool. Um, Michael Hunter is signing with Klimas. That should make the fight with him and uh, Big Baby more realistic this year. That's good to know. That's good to know. That's very good to know. Uh, oh, yeah, that Benavides was pretty good. That Benavides plant. Um, we already knew the the press conference. We already knew about the uh, the twenty two by twenty two ring. Uh, I heard the gloves thing was just not a thing. Um, uh, what the fuck? I just went to do my taxes and come to find out BOK Prime claiming independent. <laughs> I want to see. This is a book, Williams. I want to see. Williams Zapata versus Floyd Schofield next. Both top 10 in the WBA and lightweight. Both signed to Golden Boy. Easy fight to make. I don't think they'll get, I don't think they'll do that yet. Good fight, though. This is Kel Brook, by the way. I messed up. I held my hands up and want to apologize to my family, gym, friends, and fans. It's no secret that I struggle with mental health and I'm finding retirement really hard. I'm actively seeking the help I need. Get me on the right path again. I apologize for the hurt I caused, and that's that's respectful. I like that. I like that, man. I didn't go hard on him. Some people thought I should have went hard on him. I didn't go hard on him. Why, why would you, man? Why the fuck would you? Okay, Sir Berlanga, Edgar Berlanga. He says my ideal. This is the boxing scene a few days ago. Berlanga, ideal three fight: Ryder or, or Sullivan. Ryder's probably by uh, Canelo, who knows, but Ryder, Sullivan, Munguia, and then Canelo. That's what he said. For me, probably the next fight, obviously, fighting Canelo, possibly, but it'd be a guy like John Ryder, or not just a guy like, uh, just to get my feet wet, uh, Gary O'Sullivan. guy like that, then move on and possibly get Canelo fight before, possibly get the Canelo fight before fighting Wait, and then move on and possibly get in the Canelo fight before fighting a guy like Gia or something like that. I feel like right now I'm in a situation where I want to prove myself. Top rank gave me options we didn't like. We wanted to fight guys like John Ryder. His team wanted it. I wanted it. It just didn't happen. I wanted to prove myself that I had the best 168, obviously uh, taking a large step with those type of opponents. Uh, Canelo is the fight everyone wants. People could say Berlong is not ready to me. It's just the critics talking. At the end of the day, a fighter has to believe in himself. I went through these 38 rounds of my last four fights. I gained experience. The next fight that's coming, I'd like to get my feet wet, blah, blah, blah. So I'll tell you what. If that's the only guys he has to beat to get that fight, I hear anything more about anybody fighting Canelo uh, saying they got to earn. I'll say that. That's something I will say. <laughs> uh, WBA number three, Kevin Gonzalez versus WBC number 12, Aaron El- Almeida. 
is uh, being added to the Magsayo Figueroa card. Doesn't get any better than this. A lot of promise head-to-head fights. A lot of promising head-to-head fights on this card already. Yeah. That, that's interesting. That is very interesting. Um, oh, that Munchuno. Munchuno, the... the um, so the WBA sanctioned Sergey Kovalev to fight uh, Tabiso, or was it Tabio? Tabiso, I think so, um, in the WBC semifinal eliminator. Uh, sides have to reach agreement until February 24th. Winner of that will face Noel Jevreau to determine the mandatory. So there's that. How about that? As boxing fans, we tend to always look for the next great thing instead of enjoying the current crop of top fighters. Don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah, it's true. That is true. That is true. All right. I think when Oscar Valdez was allowed to keep his WBC title and was allowed to fight despite testing positive PDs twice, WBC is a disgrace. Yeah, I mean. WBC findings will point to possible accidental. Oh wait, that's 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 the Daily Mail thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Um, former WBO World Flyweight Champion Juno Nakatani uh, is aiming for a two weight championship and is closing in on a deadline for negotiations with uh, Kazuto Ioka. No progress has been made. That's not Perkoe. That's who that is. Um, Have backed Anthony Sims Jr. to defeat Shelly this weekend. I think he's too skilled and accurate for the wild swinging Shelly. Sims should gain control with his jab. Uh, Unfairly dismissed because of one loss. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Does own UK now $19.99 a month? Unless you pay a hundred large up front a year, I reckon they're going to lose even more subscribers. Considering the cost of living increased massively across the country, I don't think they have read the room very well on this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, received an email saying the zone is raising blah blah blah. blah. Went to cancel and saw everyone else try doing the same thing. Here it is. We're sorry, we're unable. Oh yeah, so I guess people were trying to cancel and they're like. We're sorry, we're unable to load your plan details right now due to a technical issue. We are working to fix that right away. If you need help, chat with us here. Otherwise, please try again. Uh, I don't know if that's what other people went through too, but it is what it is. Wood and Lara Great Smith fight awful next-gen cards, 20-a-month service unacceptable. April is sort of pushing toward the value, but the roster to stack those cars isn't available. Taylor Serrano would have been a, a pay-per-view. Great. Definitely need to rematch. That's his thought. Miller and Brown and Asborov, Asborov and Platt. That's going to be March 18th, Dubai. So there. Get your uh, popcorn ready for that one. Oh, yeah. And then the, 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 one more thing. WBC President Mauricio Suleiman has reiterated that WBC still currently has a ban on Russian fighters, hence why he expects better be up to defend versus Kelly Smith next, not to have an undisputed Dimitri Bivol. He said,
Bivol would have to request an exception. Why don't they fucking request an exception? Just do it. Uh, Mauricio, this is despite allowing Better B of to fight. Bivol lives in California. Like, I don't know, man. It just seems like it's so funny. Like, if you look at the ages and Bivol and Peter Bia, Bivol was in 168 as well, but he's been, a, you know, he's been flexible at 175. In fact, let me go check it out. How many, like, when did he start to go? Because I know he had that downtime. You know, he, had, he just had a rough COVID. Let's put it that way. It's, you know, he went through that time where he wasn't fighting anybody interesting and uh, he had had such a good start to his career, and obviously now he's on the up and up. But um, yeah, Craig Richardson, uh, that's for sure where we got Joe Smith Jr. Obviously, that's 175. Jean Pascal, that's 175. We're talking 2018, uh, 175. When's the last time Barrera? When's the last time he was six? I mean, nah, nah fuck this. He he hasn't been 68. Enough. Wait a second. I thought he fought 68 early in his career. Maybe he just said I could fight 68. Yeah, I'm tripping. I thought he fought 68. Maybe he just said, hey, I'm, I, I can do it. But he hasn't. Oh, dude, he hasn't fought. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now I know. I'm tripping. He's been at lightweight. So what would be his first big, big win? I mean, his first big win, I think you got to put, you know, Sullivan Barrera. I think that was a good good win there. Um, it was for the WBA, right? I think. So then Chalemba, Pascal, Joe Smith Jr., that run, you're talking 2018, 2019. So Biev, it's just funny how people aren't making a big, big stink about this fight not happening. It's just like, eh, it's no big deal. It's just for undisputed. It's, it's funny what people pick and choose what the fucking freak the fuck out. By the way, Tim Zhu Harrison, March 12th, interim WBO title fight to land in Quedos Bank Arena in Sydney. So there. March 12th. It doesn't, you know, it actually doesn't say that it's on Showtime, but people think that. News is Jake Donovan just, just popped out a little bit ago. Gennady Golovkin to relinquish the IBF middleweight title in that fell cup, that uh, Esqueve, Esqueva. Uh, he, he's the first in line for the vacant belt. So he got rid of that bitch. Interesting. So they're saying uh, that Australian fighter, they're number one and number two, Michael uh, was it Zarafa? Yeah, Zarafa. Okay, well, at least he got some movement out of that shit, <laughs> you know? Um, I wonder if he talks about Laura in here. The WBA surfaced less than a week ago after, less than a week after Golovkin's repeat loss to Alvarez when they ordered Golovkin-Lara title um, consolidation bout, consolidation <laughs> bout last September 23rd. Two sides were given 30 days to reach terms, but Golovkin used the time to find another loophole when one didn't exist with the WBA. Instead, he turned to that dude. Um, and I thought he signed a deal. The 
two sanctioning bodies got together and agreed to allow the IBF to go first, and then the winner would have to fight Lara. In the meantime, they granted a voluntary defense of his secondary title. Previous ruling permitted Lara to have an optional. So, so is that going to be next then? Okay, so he said, Jake, you win his job, uh, per usual, and inquired his WBA by boxing scene seeking clarification was not immediately returned as this goes to publication. So could we get a Lara fight? Could we get something else? Is he go- Where is he going to sign? Is he going to keep fighting? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming, but yeah, interesting. Okay, so we got a little movement out of there. Um, Jessica McCatskill in Ivana um, Habison. First bid won by Team Habison for United or Unified United Unified Welterweight Champion. There we go. There we go. Um, ooh, Gilberto Ramirez and Gabriel Zotto. This is boxing team made, boxing scene made official for March 18th. Boy, doesn't that just uh, pump you up? I'm pumped. Can you tell? It should be a banger. Banger, I say. Banger. All right, I'll shut up. Um, he's got to come back to something. Uh, you know, Gabe, do you, Gabe? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. Gabe. No, no. It is what it is. Keyshawn Davis and Emmanuel Tago. It's got to go. No. Tago have struck a deal for a lightweight title fight April 8th on Newark, that card in Newark. Um, it says this will be the co-feature. Not crazy about that being the co-feature. It's still a step up for him, though. I know a lot of people are kind of pushing back on it, and I get it, but it's still a step up for him. You know, Man, BLK Prime just charged my card. 39 as well. If you bought that, uh, Crawford Avenasian fight, check your account. And somebody said below him, I told you to use a prepay card, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who Bivol, this is Boog again, who, who Bivol going to fight next if Boatze's not with Matchroom? Who is sending an offer to Boatze that Matchroom would have the match? I'm trying to I'm trying to get Peter B of Bivol. Um, Mauricio Suleiman comments to, to Boxing News, I have known the Ben family for many, many years, and I just hope this gets resolved quickly. It tells you all you need to know. Why would knowing the family ever be relevant? That is a good point. That is a pretty damn good point. Oh, here it is. So once again, this is uh, my guy, Juan Manuel Marquez promotion. Um, it's actually it says it says free, no sign up required. Oh, it's a it's a it's a huge okay. It's Facebook and YouTube, English and Spanish. Probox. Okay. I didn't realize that. Dope. Um, Alejandro Gonzalez and Riviera. Brian Riviera. So, there you go. February. Shit, that happened. In, no, that's happening tonight. Yeah, I, I keep. Man, my, my, I'm all over the place, dude. As a boxing fan, we want the zone to thrive. Bring us quality boxing, we'll pay a reasonable cost. Problem is, I'm not sure Matchroom have the stable at the moment. Don't mean to hate, but it's too thin to be a standalone product, no matter how much is dressed up. 
I hear what you're saying on that to an extent, but remember, it's actually – see, you're talking about live boxing that you'll watch, uh, not uh, just boxing in general. You know what I mean? Because there is other fights than just Matchroom. Now, Matchroom has the bulk of it on his own. Don't get me wrong. But, um, well, I, I suppose I just I just mentioned one of the cards, and it wasn't that good. But you know what I'm saying. There's more than just that. But I understand what, I understand what they're saying. It is what it is. Um, so PBC offers Spence Crawford and Bud refuses to sign, and it's Heyman didn't want it. Eddie Hearn is openly obstructing Peter Biev and Bibble, facts with Gillian Smith, and the anti-PBC dude's got nothing to say. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They'd be like, Eddie, get the fuck out of the way. Why the fuck would you do this? What, what are you here for? Remember when Wilder and, and remember the Fury Wilder rematch? Why are you even having that fight? Now, I get it. He got knocked out in the second one. I get it. But, like, it just, it's just so funny how it's like the, a good chunk of the media does it and the fans just follow right, right behind it. They're, I mean, it's literally stopping the fight. Like, we don't need to see Gallium Smith and better be it right now. Just make the fight. Who gives a fuck? Just make it. Uh, it's, just, it's just weird. Anyway, there is talk of Alexander Voshtik will make comeback February 11th in Pomona against Jorge Daniel Mar- Miranda. He's coming back. He's back. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Someone just sent me this. Roy Jones will make his return to professional boxing at the age of 54 when he takes on former UFC lightweight champion Anthony Pettis. Oh, boy. <coughs> April, 4, <coughs> excuse me, April 1st in Milwaukee. I get it. Pettis is from Milwaukee. Uh, Pettis has most recently been competing in the PFL. So, yeah. This is uh, Ray Jackson, who's a funny follow. may not agree with everything he says, and some of the shit he says is bullshit. But this is, did y'all forget that George Cambosis had two fights in Australia being the A-side? It's really simple. It's really simple. Does the B-side want the fight or not? I mean, Yeah. <laughs> about right, especially when the fighter's okay to do it. Especially, I think that's the key thing. I don't want to keep having to fucking... Uh, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then Eddie turns around and does this. Peter Biev and Bibble is bigger than Spence in Crawford. <laughs> Where, dude? Okay, one more. The the P... This is Bakhti Kingdom. I can't stand that fucking account, but whatever. PED playbook at the UK boxing. Give the uh, board, give up the board license. Board now can't punish the fighter. Threaten legal action against all parties. Delay proceeding as much as possible. Fans move on. Fighters announce fast return in a different country. Well, I mean, he's not all that far off, is he? He's not all that far off. All right, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm starved. I'm hungry. I've had a long day. I know you don't want to hear me bitch. But I gotta go. Alright. Enjoy the fights this weekend. This schedule, I'm telling you, it, it's really starting to pop off, dude. We are starting. This thing's filling up. 
and hopefully we get the Showtime uh, schedule launch next week after the Super Bowl. And, uh, and then we get some of those fights announced from uh, top rank as well. Anyway, enjoy the fights. Back next week. Peace. Once you become the world champion, I believe that you feel 